You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to another Page Turner with Big Dog and Little Stuff. I'm Stephanie Menard. I am Tom Hutchison. And we're here. Yes. Yay. Spectacular. I know. And you're like all bright and I'm like all dark because I did not put my light my lights on really. I was just like, nah, I'm not feeling it today. I'm uh I, I'm I'm facing the natural light this time. Uh ah. my 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 setup is different. Um my uh, uh my mom's back in the house, so I had to modify my studio. And um <laughs> I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of monkeying with it i mean i'm basically just in my room and i'm just moving everything in here but uh in this situation facing me is a window so i have natural light on the face uh versus just whatever the hell had been happening in the past you know month or so of us doing this um Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so it's a little it's a little different but uh you know we'll we'll make it work until it's uh you know back to semi-normal well, no, it looks good though. Natural light is actually the best kind of lighting you can have. So, congratulations! I like that. Just hide and it be in the dark, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go back into your hole later. <laughs> you can go back into your little hidey hole. It's fine. Ah, <laughs> oh, so how have you been? Uh, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm I'm much better now that uh, yesterday I got a big load of envelopes from the post office they've they've finally done their job uh and and brought me the things that i need so roughly about 100 packages are going out to kind of really almost finish these kickstarters finally that i've been waiting on a month to get this stuff um and so really all that's left now are just some of the specialty items the metal covers are coming in and uh uh, and then we gotta we gotta get the um the international people taken care of but that that will probably be taken care of by this weekend and then we'll be done. So I'm super excited to be done. And, uh, our next Kickstarter, the Oz stuff, um, the books are shipping this week, which means they'll land in Arizona next week, which means shipping for that will begin, but I'm not doing it this time. I I've actually have folks fulfilling for me now. Um, they're going to start doing all of this so that I can focus on the creative side, the marketing side, all the things that I can do that they can't do. Right. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, fingers crossed, it'll, it'll work perfectly. Of course it'll work perfectly. <laughs> um, cool. It's going to go so good. Yes. It's going to be like, yeah. Thank yeah. you. You're well, the they've, <laughs> they, they've helped me before. Uh, so they, they know, I mean, and they ship a ton of stuff too. So, um, I, I don't really have too many issues with, with them doing it, especially it's easy. It's just, it's one book. It's, you know, I don't know, a dozen covers. Just look at the sheet grab the ones that you're supposed to ship and you know, you should be good to go. Um, awesome. And, and you know, I can, I can, uh, I can always get on one of these things and be like, no, 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 that one, that one, that one. So right. you know, te- technology will help now. I think we're, we're all connected, man. Yeah. It makes it nice and simple. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, really more so than, than we've ever really been, you know, almost it's, it's almost a thank you coronavirus. You kind of forced us to, adapt to this stuff way faster than uh, any of us probably wanted to thought we would, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but I think in the end it's, pro- well, I mean, honestly, technology is a mixed bag. I mean, you never really know if it's good, bad, or indifferent for a decade. 
you know, right. once you see what it what its effect is on society and, and so on. I mean, we may all live be living in our holes, you know, in 10 years, <laughs> just looking at screens. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But right now I'm good with it. And um, it's, it all seems to be working fairly well. And, uh, you know, now we just now the trick is for us, for creative people, we mm-hmm. have to figure out how to use it to our advantage and really attack in ways that maybe we're only available to, to large scale, you know, like we don't get to do commercials and, 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 you know, Super Bowl, and we don't get to advertise like that, but now we have the ability to actually turn on our camera or our computer or whatever, and mm-hmm. actually connect with the people buying our stuff in minutes. And that's crazy. And, and that's the part that we as creatives have to figure out. And I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> no, you're good. That was a long, like, rant. But, you know, that's what that's what this is. Sometimes I rant. Sometimes you rant. All it's, right. All right. It's it, give really and rant. Take. it was more like an excited, like, hey, guys, I think we have something special here. And, and, and we have to take advantage of it. Um, mm-hmm. And, and. And and not in a bad way, not to like, you know, we're not here to like milk our customers, but like in a, in a good way, like, you know, we, this is our convention now until we have conventions, mm-hmm. which won't be till next year, more than likely. Um, this is our convention. And so we have to figure out a way to turn these into uh, events and, and, and exciting things for, for our, our fans and, and collectors and everything to, to come be a part of. Absolutely. And well, like I'm running a Kickstarter right now and I've been meaning to do like a a live video and like go on, but I, I've had a lot of personal stuff going on literally from the day my Kickstarter launched, I've been dealing with a lot of personal stuff. So I haven't been able, I had to cancel three interviews, which is like, you know, I've got them booked for the whole month, but I had to back out of a lot of stuff that was for marketing myself because I had fires that I had to put out here, sure. you yeah. know, and it's like, of course, the day I launch my Kickstarter is the day my life tries to blow up. <laughs> like, of course. Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> but I mean, that's life, you know, you just kind of have to roll with it. But, um, uh, in, in the midst of the Kickstarter, um, being able to like go live and, and talk to people about like how the campaign's going and just, connect with them in that way is it's really nice you know to sure. so that people can see that like it's not just some weirdo like trying to get you to buy their book i mean i'm weird but like once you talk <laughs> once you've <laughs> talked to me you know i'm like an okay kind of weird yeah like, sure Absolutely. so yeah hopefully i'll be able to get to do that today after i go get my groceries minus the coffee filters those minus bastards the coffee filters. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> What the hell are people using coffee filters for that Kroger is out of coffee filters? You don't want to know. I, I that's, really that's don't. A, that's a question you don't want answered. <laughs> You're right. People <laughs> use a lot of things in a lot of ways they shouldn't. <laughs> this is correct. Yes, this is correct. So we'll pretend I didn't ask that. <clears throat> yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Yes. Oh, and actually, uh, while I'm thinking about it, I'm going to share my screen. Yeah. Doo-doo. Let's see. Um, okay. So this is fun. I'm going to go to my Kickstarter. It's going to take a second. Oh my God. Probably. Shameless plug time. Well, it is. And I never get to use this because I always forget. Um, so yeah, this is my Kickstarter, guys, and we've hit we hit goal a couple days ago, and we're slowly ticking upwards. Um, we're getting a few backers every day, which 
all of my high end uh, tiers kind of sold out. So you know everything. It's it's all right. like yeah. Oh yeah, they sold out like within the first two or three days. Um, the highest tier sold out the first day in like two hours. <laughs> so that's good. Um, but uh, it, it's been going really good, and I've been trying to keep in communication with people. Um, you know, while I've been uh, dealing with this personal stuff, but um, there's still 21 days left. Woo. So uh, definitely give it a look. Um, it's, it's been going really well regard, like, even though, um, like I said, I haven't been able to uh, do as much marketing as I typically would. Uh, mm -hmm. But I have, so, I have some interviews coming up. I have one this weekend and one next weekend and, yeah, so just trying to keep doing what I'm supposed to do while I'm doing the things I have to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's just life, right? That's 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 the creative. Uh, that's the creative thing. Yeah. Uh, Sora Sung just just posted today something paraphrasing that basically she is uh, packing, 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 shipping, 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 drinking, 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 packing, 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 shipping, shipping, shipping. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's Kickstarter life. That's hashtag oh, yeah. Kickstarter life. That's what it is. Uh, when you have that, that, that segment, uh, in your, in your hands, um, that's what you're doing for a month, uh, and until it's all done. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the, um, it's the non-glamorous side of creating comics and, uh, uh, I don't want to do it anymore, which is why I have, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I have shipped that off to somebody else to do for me. Um, there you go. But uh, you know, that's that's for me. It's like we're growing too fast. I can't do it myself. Um, you know, our last Kickstarter, Princess vs. Zombies, had six hundred and forty backers, the most we've ever had. I, yeah, that's I don't, a lot. I, just, I don't have time to ship 600 packages and and still be writing and editing and marketing and you know all that stuff. So right. Um, so thank you to the folks at Jesse James Comics who are going to start taking care of my fulfillment. Uh, and Yay. that'll start with Oz in about I don't know a week to ten days, and then they're going to knock it out. And it should go faster too because they've got a team of people that they can just be like. Blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, get it knocked out versus one dude doing, you know, 50 packages a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think like my first Kickstarter was like somewhere between two and 300. Mm -hmm. And I had to do it all by myself. Mm -hmm. My second Kickstarter was around 200 too. I can't remember the numbers. Um, had to do it all myself. Like people were like, oh, yeah, I'll help you. I'll help you. No, not a single person. Not a single person did. No one, um, you know, and I, I could have used like just one extra set of hands, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would have made it go by so, so much quicker. But like, I think uh, for like 250 packages from like getting the boxes together, packing them, well, actually even before like going through all the product, getting that packaged and secured. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, putting all the tiers together in like segments so that I knew exactly what went, you know, like, and I worked through like each segment at a time and then getting everything boxed, getting everything secured and then putting the printing the labels and putting them on the boxes. I mean, it took me, oh my God, I did it. I think in two or th two days, two eight hour shifts. So 16 hours for about 200 packages. Mm -hmm or two or two fifty, something like that. I don't know. It was a lot and it was nonstop. Like I was at my table with all my shit. <laughs> well, and you, and you know, I mean, you yeah. know what it's like, it's just, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for us, we usually have like a dozen different covers and it's just like picking, 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 picking. I mean, I have to, when the books came in on this last one, I had to bag and board 
basically 3000 comics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's time. Um, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, <laughs> and, and I got to find a better way to do it. And there's, there's, there are, for those that do Kickstarters and things like this, there are fulfillment houses that will do this for you. Um, right. I don't know who they are specifically myself. Um, you can also talk to your printer because some printers will do it for you too. Um, there is a cost involved, of course. Uh, oh, yeah. But, um, you know, if, if, if you're at a point where you can't handle it and it's just too much, uh, you know, just look into some fulfillment services and, and you might be surprised and you might save yourself uh, a lot of headache, even though it might, <laughs> you know, cost you 500 bucks or something to, to get it done. Well, and and that's, you know, where you have to weigh time versus money. That's right. And so you know that like, you know, when you're doing, you know, 600, 700, 800, you know, whatever for your Kickstarters, but you're also trying to, you know, like backers, I should say. um, And and you're also trying to write stuff and edit and, you know, do it. You can't, that time that you're putting into the shipping and getting everything ready is time that you're missing on getting your next Kickstarter fulfilled or, you know, right. getting ready for the next thing in your business. So yeah, right. I mean, you have to weigh the time versus the money. And yep. if, if you feel like it's a worthy trade-off, uh, much like Dave feels like about Instacart, <laughs> then, <laughs> then you go ahead and you do it. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. And I've been back and forth with it and I've, I've had some of it fulfilled and it's, it's worked fine. I mean, it's, it's whatever, but in my mind, I'm like, but now it's just like, right. no, I, I can't, when you start talking about 500 and now 600 packages, it's like, no, if I'm packaging day after day after day, if I'm packaging, I'm not writing. If I'm writing, I'm not marketing. If I'm marketing, I'm not packaging. It's just like, ah, no, it's, this isn't working. So I've got to find a better way. And, um, you know, we're going to run through this. It'll be kind of a test run for a big, cause it's even with Oz, we had about 500 backers. So it's, it'll be a big, uh, it'll be a big, <clears throat> thing. Uh, and it'll be right. a nice way to test, you know, what they need and, and how fast they can do it. And and then we kind of build on what they do and what they need. And, and, you know, we make it better and better. That's, that's the goal right now is everything for me, for big dog Inc. The whole year was supposed to be, how do we do everything better? And we had it down right from the beginning. Scheherazade <laughs> was on time until all this COVID crap dropped. And then the post office stopped working. And it's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Yep. So, you know what we're behind, but we're not crazy behind. So, you know, I'm, I'm at least happy with that. Yeah. Well, and like for this kicks, normally I, I put that I can deliver my rewards like the following month. So this one runs like June 1st to the 31st. Normally I would have said I can deliver by July. Mm-hmm. I pushed it to August because yeah. with everything going on with the mailing system and, you know, I have to order, uh, the, the variant cover, the, um, the, the special one that I'm having done, I'm ordering from the place that you told me about. So I don't know how long that's going to take to get here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's with everything going on, you kind of have to like, it's like you said, you have to kind of adapt and figure out what's going to work as things change. And that's, you yeah. know, I didn't want to be, I hate when I say I'm going to fulfill something by a certain time and I can't do it so far. I have not had that problem. So I was like, I'm not having it this time. Just everybody will get it if I say it's going to take an extra month just in case. They'll right. probably get it before then, but yeah, yeah. Build, build in a little gap. And, and if people get it early, they're not going to be upset they get it early. Right. It's no big. <laughs> I mean, and if they <laughs> no are, they're just weird. They're like, hey, I didn't want this until August, lady. <laughs> Son of a. <laughs> I want it sent back. Well, send it to me in August. 
Nope. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> Not going to happen. Ah, uh, so, okay. I've been reading a little bit. And and I don't really know the full story because I'm honestly not like a DC person. Oh you know? God, are we going to do this? Okay, we'll do We're this. Gonna, well, no, because I figured that you would know more than I do about this. I ah, go ahead, finish. <laughs> well, no, no. I, well, apparently they they dropped Diamond yeah. for their distribution, and yeah. I didn't really read any of the articles. I'm seriously just clueless, so I'm okay. asking you because I know that you know more than I. Yeah. Do. I don't know the inner working details because I am not a retailer. So I don't know. Everything I know is kind of through retailers that I know who have talked to. Basically, okay. DC dropped out of Diamond Comics, like completely. Um, meaning that uh, they are not being distributed through Diamond Comics. Marvel, Dark Horse, Image, everybody else goes through Diamond Comics. They've been the only distributor, essentially, really, for the last you know 20 odd years. Mm-hmm. Um, DC's contract expired two months ago. Uh, that's part of the thing that people don't know. Um, it also happened to expire right when Diamond was like, yeah, we're not shipping comics anymore because of the COVID thing. Right. So it just was like a perfect storm at that point. And DC was like, yeah, we don't like that. And so um, they started working on a an alternative shipping distributor, uh, UCS. And I can't think of the other one, what the other one was called. And uh, they started to want to ship through these guys. They're like, well, you know, we're with diamonds fine, but we're going to do this too, because they'll put the books out. Um, turns out that DC was just giving diamond monthly. There's no contract. It's just a monthly. We'll stay for another month. We'll stay for another month. Okay. Uh, and that was for the past two months. And then like last week or whenever it was, uh, DC said, okay, that's it. We're done with diamond. Um, we don't know the reasons there, there have not been any specific, like, Diamond sucks reasons, you know, right. given. it's just, Hey guys, we're out of here. We're going to go with UCS and, and the other place. And, and that's what it's going to be. Now, the issues with that are plentiful. Uh, <laughs> most of which though land squarely on retail shoulders. It will not affect us as buyers really at all, but it will affect mm-hmm. retailers because retailers now have to, go through the application process, become vendors for this new distributor, uh, which not a big deal. Just do it. Shut up and do it, guys. Um, (laughs) But the problem is, is that, and this is the big problem. And this is the one that, that most of them are having a problem with. UCS and this other distributor are being formed through two online comic book retailers. So Midtown Comics and uh, DCBS, um, they have basically created these these new distribution things, whatever they are, companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the retailers now are like, well, wait a minute. Now I'm having to buy my comics through my competitors. Uh, You guys got to really get over the idea of the competitor. You are not competing. Um, You compete against yourself and you compete against maybe people in your direct vicinity yeah, like your local um, if, area. If you're 10 miles away from somebody, that's that's competition. If you're talking about the internet, folks, there's people in their pajamas next door to you selling comic books online. So stop worrying about competition online and just make yourself better. I digress. Uh, <laughs> I, I do understand, though, that, that, that there is the issue because um, these the, the it, basically it's the worst case scenario element is, is what's being dropped in our lap. Um, what if a really hot comic comes out and we get allocated, but they keep comics for themselves? Okay. Mm -hmm. If that should happen, probably you have a lawsuit. 
Let's just go talk about the legal side of it. Stop worrying. But here's the thing. We got to stop worrying about the worst case scenario and focus on what's best for the industry as a whole. Uh, Diamond or rather DC is going to do what's best for them. We have no control over it. Zero, zero control over it. Um, So we're getting all of these boycott DC. I'm not buying, carrying DC. 90% of the stores that are complaining are still going to go carry DC. I mean, it's no one's going to stop buying Batman. Now they might not buy as much, right? uh, but, and and that's the other side of it. And this is, this gets into the technical element. Um, I'm being told that the, the uh, uh, discounting rates are not as good as they were with diamond. So where you could get like, I guess, 50% off. Now they're looking at like 40% off. So it's changes their, their dollar structure too. Um, Right. So there, there, like I said, there's, there's a lot of levels to this, but at the end of the day, you have a choice. You can buy DC comics and sell them to your customers or you can't, you can choose not to like, that's literally your options. Right. Um, and you need to deter each store will determine that on their own. Um, uh-huh. but that, that's, that's basically the gist of it. Now there's the theory, uh, that I do not subscribe to. Um, that there will be all kinds of DC dropouts and these guys will need to replace that product with something else to make that money back. And this is the, suddenly the boon time for indies. Hey, I I can't buy all this DC stuff. So I'm going to go buy big dog Inc and Aspen and Zenith. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't Not not to any level that it's going to make a difference. Um, if they didn't care about us before, they're not going to suddenly be like, Champion the indie car. No, that's that's not going to happen. Right. Um, so please don't don't bank on that. If it happens, wonderful. You can all tell me I was wrong. Um, but which would be a lot of fun to tell. Tom absolutely, that he was absolutely. wrong. Absolutely, I, I I would take that one. I would take that one right in the neck and be like, "Yep, okay, you got it." Uh, but I, I wouldn't count on it. So don't get excited. Um, but I mean, th- there may be some. Like, but again, it, with the roughly twenty five hundred three thousand stores that that. Were, were the diamond accounts uh, are the diamond accounts about 500 of them buy indies in any sort of real quantity, like to actually mm-hmm. put them on the shelf versus uh, I have a couple people that want this penny for your soul book. So I'll buy the two, I'll put them in their pull box and nothing hits the shelf. You know, there's a lot of stores that do that too. Um, and then there's most of the stores in America would be like, what the hell's big dog ink? I'm not buying that crap. So, you know, that's where, that's, that's where we have this, this problem is, um, indie books cannot get the respect that they deserve. And I'm not going to tell you that every indie book on the market deserves to be selling 10,000 units. Of course not. Right. Um, but to have the high end of small press, be landing somewhere in the area of about 3000 comics on the average, that's pretty low for, for, you know, a comic book sales. Um, and, and, and that's where big dog was for most of its, its time where we would land at an average of about 3000 units. Our highest was somewhere about 7,000. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, we did okay, but, uh, there's, there's no gro- at, at that time, which is why we're not in diamond anymore. Um, and even now with all this that's going on, there's no growth potential in comics through the direct market for mm-hmm. indie books. Uh, the growth potential is us, uh, uh, doing it ourselves. Um, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, go to conventions, um, 
presence like this online, connecting with your fan base directly uh, as often as you can, whether it's through emails, whether it's through, you know, video chats or whatever. Um, that is the growth potential for indie comics. And I see it every single month because I watch mm-hmm. Kickstarter. I watch these guys and I'm not talking about just like, Hey, here's a Kickstarter. No, I'm talking about the guys that are regular. Like I'm on issue one. I'm on issue two. I'm on issue three. I'm watching these guys grow. Boom, 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 boom. Every time they do it, every time they come back, it's boom, boom, boom. They're bumping up. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen in the indie world in the, or in the, the regular retail world. In the regular retail world, it goes down. You get, I sold so many units at number one. Yay! Half of that for number two. Mm-hmm. Half of that for number three. It goes down. There's attrition rates. In Kickstarters and Indiegogos and online, it goes up. If you do it right, not every time, of course. I mean, every every again, right. every product is different. It all has its fan base, and you know, if you put out a crappy product, nobody's coming back. But generally right. speaking, these guys that are putting out good product are bumping up each time that they do one of these campaigns, and that is the opposite of retail comics. So, the harsh truth here it is, folks. The harsh <laughs> truth, and I've had this conversation with other publishers too. Um, where I've, I've broached it to them and they're like, yeah, shit, I know that's kind of what it is. The harsh truth is that Indies keep trying to save the industry, but the industry doesn't want us. That's mm-hmm. it. And so I posed the question to somebody and I said, I don't want comic book stores to go away. I love this industry. I love comic book stores. I love comic conventions. I love all of it, but none of it is trying to support us. Right. Why are we trying to support it? Why aren't we just focused on ourselves? And I don't even mean ourselves as in individuals like this publisher, this publisher, this publisher, but why right. aren't we like you? I mean, you do your own comics. I do my own comics. We get together. We talk about our comics. I mean, why aren't we just as a bottom part of the pie right. saying, let's just get out and promote independent comics, all of us together. Mm-hmm. And, and here's what devil's do does. And here's what Aspen does. And here's what Zendoscope does. And here's what scout does. Why aren't we all working together as our own pie piece or as our own pie and, and helping to spread the word of independent comics through all of these channels. Right. But at the end of the day, we need to focus on our customers and what they're buying because when we're selling through diamond or any distributor, that's our customer. They're buying it from us. The the fan, the end user, is a customer of the retailer who is a customer of the distributor who is a customer of ours. It's a really long chain to get from us to the customer. Right. But all of that is changing with technology and, and the way that things work. And the industry is very, very stuck in what it was 10 years ago, in some cases 20 years ago. The system hasn't changed. And... I, you know, I know I have friends that own comic shops. I don't want comic shops to go away, but we have to figure out a way to either have independent comics be given the respect that they deserve. And again, this is not a blanket statement of every indie comic needs to make 10,000 units, but right. we should be appearing in, in at least 75% of stores in a, in a serious quantity. Um, not just I'll buy two for my customers. If you have two customers that are buying it, you probably have two more that'll buy it if you put it on the shelf. So move your orders from two to four and see if you can sell those two. If you do, great. Guess what? Next time order three. 
and start to grow what it is because everything right. else is stagnant. Marvel and DC are going to be here forever. They're just here. The only way for you to move up is to add something else. Some people, some stores have added things like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and they've gone to cards and you know, other things. That's their ex, that's how they're, they're doing growth, but there's growth within comics. If retailers and distributors uh, decide to make that a thing, but it takes right. work. It takes a lot of effort. You know, when, when somebody walks into the store, you can't just keep telling them, here's your Spider-Man, here's your Batman, here's your Wonder Woman. You got to bring them to the counter and be like, hey, you know, if you like this, you might like uh, this this saga book from Brian K. Vaughn. You might like this, uh, you know, whatever from whoever. You got to you gotta mm-hmm. upsell. And there aren't enough retailers that understand how to do that, especially when it comes to a, an alternative product. Right. No, absolutely. But I, I totally agree with you that, you know, the indie community should be working together. And, and I, and I feel like there are um, a lot of people that do do that, but it's just, it's kind of all over the place. Like it's not, if, if we were to come together in like some sort of like a cohesive unit with a plan and say, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And we did it that we would be so much stronger. Yeah. It's, it's very fragmented because most of it's regional, you know, you get mm-hmm. segments and that's natural because that's where people are. People are here. People are here. People are here. But right. again, now with this thing with zoom, I mean, we can have like 10 people on here at the same time, all being like, let, let's talk about how we have to do this. And there could be somebody in California and New York and, you know, we can be anywhere in the world and talking about this, this subject together. Right. Um, and so again, it's, it comes back to the thing we talked at the beginning. The technology is there to change everything that we're doing. Now we just have to figure out how to implement it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm down. If we can implement a way for us indies to like get together and just kill it, I'm down. So throwing out, I'm throwing it out there, people. <laughs> if you're interested, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of my favorite comics, um, okay, I shouldn't say all, but almost all my favorite comics have been indie. So mm-hmm. for me, I mean, that's where I spend my money. So I would love to see more indie books coming to uh, comic shops because mm-hmm. I don't really have to go to comic shops because I go on Kickstarter or I go to like the the publisher stores online, right? Because you can't find the stuff in the store, right? Um, you know, and that's it. Which I then like- takes away business from the store because if you had gone in there to get that one indie book, you might have bought who knows a toy, a T-shirt. You might have bought a Batman, but you I mean it's. <laughs> It's, it's, I get budgets, I get shelf space, I get all of that stuff, but mm-hmm. you also have to understand basic business where if you want to grow and that's the key, you have to decide, I want right. to grow my business. There are things that you have to do to grow your business and, and worrying about Marvel and DC and, and whatever retcon reboot thing they're doing next month. That's not the way to do it. Absolutely. And I like going to the comic shop. I just don't really do it anymore. Um, uh, We have a really great comic shop down here, Big Ben's. Um, We also have Comics and More, which is a great comic shop. Um, Like, and Big Ben's is, you know, pretty close to my house. So I'll just, my best friend will come over. We'll go there and we'll spend like an hour Mm -hmm. going through like the bins, looking for like old issues of things. I always walk out of there with stuff that I wouldn't have bought had I not gone into the comic shop. Yeah. So we, you know, we go there, we take our time, we enjoy it. The people that work there are super nice. Um, and it, I've had like I've had them order indie comics for me, and they've had no problem doing it. They're a great store. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, if you have a store like that, I mean, that's pretty cool. But even now, though, like I said, I'm backing Kickstarters 
for stuff that I already know I like. I'm going to the, uh, the publisher's websites and buying the things that I like. I don't have to leave my house. And, you know, as much as I want to, I want to spend my money at Big Ben's. They're a great store, but I don't feel the need. Like when I walk in there, there aren't very many comics I can just grab and walk out with and feel good about because okay. most of them aren't what I read. Yeah, sure. So it's, it's one of those things where, again, having, you know, like you said, business growth, even if they had one little section and they had two or three copies of maybe a few different indies, pick some categories that you know that you're, that you sell a lot of. Like, so say you sell a lot of superhero. Well, there's a lot of people doing superhero stuff that isn't Marvel or DC. Right. That is actually really, really good. So, you know, you can find those books, like just know what your customers like and then search for something that is an independent title. Yeah. That's a good independent title that likens to those categories and, and give it a shot. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Maybe you spent, I don't know, maybe you wasted a little bit of money, but you're trying to eventually build your business and make more money. And who knows? It could work. Yeah. It probably would. (laughs) Yeah. In my opinion. (laughs) It's it's just the effort. You got to be able to upsell. And it's easy to say, hey, you bought Batman. Guess what? There's three other Batman books you should buy. Like that's easy. Uh, but right. that's also overkill. But if you can say, oh, hey, you like Batman. Here's this indie book that's that's sort of a, a dark superhero thing. Um, it might be up your alley. Uh, that's how you upsell and you grow the publisher. That's how you grow your business. That's how you grow interest. That guy that you now just sold that book to goes, I didn't even know these books existed. Suddenly mm-hmm. he in his mind is going, what else exists that I don't know what it is? Yeah. Boom. It, it, all, up- it all, it all starts flying open. Oh yeah. It opens up a whole, a whole other world. And like when I got into comics, it was X-Men and I've yeah. talked about this several times, you know, but like uh, that was real X-Men was really the only one that I got into. And then I got, I stopped reading them and I didn't get back into comics until I went to a convention and saw these indie books going, Holy hell, they're making all of these things I've never heard of before. These, really cool creative stories that these people that are sitting in front of me made and are so happy to talk to me about it. And it was that energy and that passion for their creations. It was like a whole different experience. And I think, you know, that's, that's what we get when you, when you're dealing with a lot of indie creators, there is that different energy and that, and they're like, you get to meet the people who create the stories and you don't have to spend $50 for a freaking autograph from like one of your favorite writers of Batman or whatever. Right. Um, you're, you're getting to talk to people and meet them as they're building up, you know, these, they're publishing or like whatever it is that they're doing. And I don't know, man, it, it really, that energy is very contagious. And, uh, that's definitely why I got into writing comics, seeing other people doing the things that they loved and writing what they wanted, not having somebody say, you have to write this. Right. Nobody's going to buy the thing that you want to write. And they're proving everybody wrong. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> like you can write stuff you want to write and people will buy it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's a good thing. You, you might not, you know, you might not buy a house off of it, but yes, people are interested in alternative things. I mean, I'm watching Kickstarter. I've been watching, I mean, I watch Kickstarter all the time. Um, just to see what the hell's going on. And mm-hmm. when, uh, uh, when we were going to launch princesses versus zombies in April, this was right in the middle of all of the hell that started with COVID and, and everything. And people, right. were, people were like, dude, what are you doing? No one's going to be I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm going all 
in on this. Like nothing is stopping me from launching at this time because everybody's at home and has nothing to do. And trust me, it's out there. We might not break records, but we're going to be fine. Right. The market for this stuff is out there. I mean, I'm watching, if you go into Kickstarter, you can sort it by like popularity. Mm-hmm. Ending soon. If you watch, if you go in and you watch what's ending soon and you just start scrolling through, you see all kinds of projects and, and now they're smaller projects, but even so, um, you're seeing all kinds of projects that might not have ever been making it. And they're all like 110% funded, 105% funded, 103% funded. Like people are finding them and making these things happen. Right. Uh, more so, I think, than, than I've seen it. watch these things and be like 50%, 75%, like these are not making it. But now, even though they're just squeaking over, they are funding and they're getting it taken care of. So people are absolutely hundred percent watching this stuff, wanting independent things. And, and then there's the, then there's the big stuff. There's the stuff that I do. There's the stuff that Polito does. There's the stuff that Marat Michaels does. Um, you know, there are endless Kickstarters that are doing well, uh, uh, Folks that work with me, CB Zane, Wendy Shaner, um, Luis Torres. I mean, all of these guys are doing tremendous uh, uh, work, not just with the comics, but on the Kickstarter. And and right. these are the guys that are coming back again and again and again, and they're growing and growing and growing and growing. And I think that's one of the problems with indies in general um, is you never know if, you, if you're trying an indie from the retail standpoint. If you're trying an indie, you don't know if issue two or three are even going to come out. I get it. That's... Right. That's a hundred percent real. Um, and that's similar for us selling books because it's like, we can go and say, well, we've got this issue number one. And they're like, well, yeah, but I'm going to spend five bucks. And then are you even going to finish your story? It's, right. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a rational thought process. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my point is if you're coming in and you're going, okay, we did number one. Now what do we do? No, you do number two. Right. You number three, you stop. You, you keep, everybody keeps stopping and expecting like, Hey, we've got 500 copies of these things in our closet. What, why aren't they selling? Because you're not doing anything with them. You know, you've got to make it and then move to the next one, make it, move to the next one, make it, move to the next one. And that's how you grow and build. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what I did with Aeonian. I mean, that was the first book that I brought to Kickstarter. It's the only book I've brought to Kickstarter and they've consistently been funded people are, you know, extremely happy and they keep coming back to, to back it. And, you know, I'm not going to kickstart anything else until this is finished. This is important, you know, for me to do that. And I'm one of those people that when I start a story, I got to see it through to the end. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. there's no, Oh, I'm going to make one issue and then just leave it on a cliffhanger and <laughs> go to something else. I mean, yes, I do have a little bit of ADD when it comes to projects. I'm working on like seven right now, but you know, I focus you that's why you have to prioritize. I'm like, okay, Aeonian, I have to get the first four issues out. That is my A number one goal. And then all those other ones are prioritized underneath it. So sure. uh, but yeah. I totally agree with you. Like um you definitely just because you get something uh like an issue one through on Kickstarter, um a doesn't mean that people are going to come back to back your next issue. If you Correct. do go right to an issue two, um, you know, you have to make sure that the quality is, you know, as high quality as you 
can possibly do and uh, make sure that you follow up on, you know, good shipping, good communication, all of that. Um, but also, yeah, why would you then? Okay. So you've got an issue one and people liked it or they, they backed it. And then you just drop that story. Yeah. Uh, you're not building confidence in your, you know, your publishing imprint or however, you know, if you have one or not, you're not building confidence. What you're doing is saying, okay, we got your money, this quick, easy money for this. So let's try to do that again with another issue one. Yeah. And no, no, thank you. I want to finish story. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's, it's sort of counterintuitive. It's like we talked about earlier. It's sort of counterintuitive because in, in comics, you want to go for a period and then start over with a one because the one is always your, your high point. But in, in the growth area in the grassroots growing of, of your entire brand. You want to keep going because you will see people pick up as you go along versus this from the retail side. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, or, I mean, at least again, at least is what you're doing is, is good and people like it, right. You will find people finding it and you will grow, 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 grow. Um, whereas attrition on the other side is poor. (laughs) So, you know, you have to, you have to understand there's a lot of business and and numbers and and things, methodologies that you have to understand. Now, if you're just coming out and you're just like, Hey, I just want to make a comic, man go make your comic, just make it, put it out, have fun, do your thing. But if you're right. talking about this as a, you know, even if it's a side hustle to go with whatever else it is you're doing, you have to understand what the, 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 all the business parts of it are to make it work so that it can be a solid side hustle. And then maybe even, you know, at some point be your primary. Absolutely. You know, there's definitely and- vanity press. Just make a comic. Hey, I made a comic. Thumbs up, dude. Awesome. But, right. It, you know. <laughs> like that was on your bucket list and you did it and you're like, I'm good now. Woohoo. Like that's, mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. But yeah, I mean, I didn't start doing this to just be a weekend warrior. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I started doing this because I love to write. I want to write for a living. So I have to start writing to be a writer. So let's right. do that and work, you know, slowly work my way up. And, you know, but again, either way is fine. If you want to do it for fun, do it for fun. If you want to do it for fun and because you want to do it as a career, that's even better. Yeah. And there's, there's sort of this misnomer of we do comics because we love them and, and that's it. And that's where it stops. And it's like, yeah, but no, um, because we love them obviously, or we wouldn't be doing them. Right. But <laughs> if, if the comics that you're doing are not at minimum paying for your costs to keep doing them at some point your, your, your love will dissipate because you're like, well, I'm just, I just keep shoveling money into this and money into this and it's, and nothing's coming of it. So you need to, you need to also, you need to balance your love with again, your situation. Again, if you just want to make a comic, great. If you really want to put something out, you have to understand, Hey, you know, why am I having to put a thousand dollars into this every single time? And I'm not seeing anything back. That's a problem. Then, then you have to, then you have to think about, is my marketing bad? My project is bad. You know, maybe it's just not a marketable thing. Um, and, and that's a really hard, uh, uh, um, but with the market so saturated with, with comics, uh, you really have to find a way to make your oftentimes work that, uh, people don't want to do. They just think there was a guy. I'm 
I'll just say it. What the hell? There's a guy on a post today who says, is the comics medium dead? I made this cool comic and it got great reviews and I made a website and no one's buying it. I'm like, where's your link? How did you market it? How did you market it? Where's your promo images on this post? There's, there's just in this post alone, you have done three things wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then from there, I was like, dude, it takes from even from there. It, how, how long have you been doing this? Do you have one issue out? How long? There's no information here. Um, I was like, dude, it takes time to build an audience. Number one, mm-hmm. uh, you don't just make a website and go. <laughs> buy, my comic. Comic. buy my Woo. comic. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. Um, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years and, and I'm, I, I still don't own a boat yet. I mean, what do you, what, what are people expecting? Um, and I was like, it takes time to build this fan base. You need to be every day marketing, talking, social media, uh, website means nothing. Guess what? Everybody has a website, dude. Who cares? Um, it's, it's, it's you, you are the product as much as the product is the product. Yeah. So, even if you have a cool product, if, if you're either, you know, just really aloof or if you're just, if you're a dick or whatever, I mean, people will judge your product on you. Again, some of these problems that people have, they might need to look in the mirror, not just with the project itself, but themselves and how they're presenting themselves and coming out into big groups. I mean, I'm talking about big groups with tens of thousands of people and just going, what the fuck, man, where's my, why aren't you buying my account? That's not the way you go. Um, right. <laughs> and, right. and he got a lot of reaction, you know, and, and, uh, and even in this one particular group that has like 17,000 members, they were like, dude, where's your link? I'll check out your comic. He never even posted the link. So it's just like, <sighs> some people are not ready for prime time. Right. It, even well, if their mom told them that they are. Uh, right. And there's also like, there's a learning curve. And so hopefully this guy is totally. taking, is taking everything that these people who've been doing it longer, they're t- he's taking that information, information, soaking it in and going, okay, this is how I'm going to up my game. That's what we should all be doing. That's why I always ask my friends questions who have been doing this longer than me because they know what works. Yeah. And if I just sit here and keep doing what I'm doing all the time, I'm not going to improve or see the growth that I want. So, yeah. you know, when people, people need to learn how to be humble and to accept constructive criticism, you know, it's none of us hard. are, I see, I'm good with it. I, 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 me personally, I, I well, don't you, you talk it. to people like me though. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've never had anybody go, Stephanie, you're trash. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I've, I've definitely been lucky enough to have uh, conversations with people who are are nice, but like, also, I've been told like certain things I'm doing just aren't working, and that I need to improve them. And I and I get that, and I'm not going, oh well, screw you then, because I'm going to do what I want. I'm like, no, this person knows what they're talking about, so how can I learn from them? And that's right. how we should all be. Right. Uh, we all started out at the bottom. You know, we all started out with a very limited knowledge base. So the only way to improve and grow is to to listen, learn, and change. Yeah. Adapt, man. You know, and that's kind of what we're all doing right now is adapting to not doing conventions. And I think for a lot of people, it's actually been working pretty well. Um, like for, I know it's been working well for you. I have, um, some artist friends who are doing really well, uh, with like commissions and stuff during all of this. So you know, it's all in how you adapt and change to match what's going on in the world and how you can get your stuff out there still. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. right. hundred percent. 
Look at Improvise, that. Improvise, adapt, overcome. Yes. Yes. I like it. Um, we got a couple minutes left. So yep. um, anything you want to touch on in the last couple minutes? Um, I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of in a slow spot right now. We are about to launch our 10 year anniversary, uh, hardcover for Critter on, uh, on Kickstarter. I don't know if it's going to be, we were aiming for the end of June, but the, the world is crazy right now. So I think we might just push it into July, let things kind of settle, let some of this COVID stuff settle. Um, we'll, we'll be making some announcements for that pretty soon. Um, but the, uh, the cover art is underway. I mean, the book, the great part about this is the book's already done the entire thing because it's a trade paperback. So, um, basically as soon as we fund, it's like boink print. And, and so this will turn around in a real hurry, uh, once we, uh, once we get this going. So, um, I'm excited about it. Um, in fact, I'm looking right here. We have this too. We have our, our mock-up critter statue. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's so cute that we're, we're going to work on doing that soon too. So, um, you know, 10 years of, of BDI bid for, uh, for the next 10. I'm excited too. Woo. Um, and I guess for myself, obviously I have a Kickstarter going, so I have to talk about that for a minute. Um, we're two like, shameless I, plugs in the same show. I know. Look at me. Look <laughs> at me marketing myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, we're like a hundred bucks away from our first stretch goal, which is adding a story in, um, which uh, I, I I mean, I know we're going to get at least that far. And I've got uh, like a few other um, uh, stretch goals that I would love to hit. Like, you know, I always do a sticker. That'll be our second one. Um, you know, I have a couple more ideas, but let's just get through the story and the sticker first. And then, and then I'll share that information with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's on Kickstarter until the end of the month. And, um, the comic is called Aeonian three and, uh, issue four, I'm almost done writing. And the reason it took me this long to finish writing the fourth issue is because it's really hard for me to write last issues, like for an arc, because, I don't want it to be over and I'm like, I have to double check everything I write to make sure I didn't leave any loose ends that somebody's going to come back and go, why I oughta to me. So like, that's called and- a cliffhanger Steph. That's called, that's called foreshadowing for yeah. volume two. Well, and <laughs> there's the thing, I'll, this is what you do when you, when you close an arc, you, you have to tie up a lot of ends, but you maybe open a couple new ones Mm -hmm. and that is exactly how issue four is going so yeah um but yeah i'm really excited about it and we're funded already so now it's just everybody getting free stuff cool definitely check it out and uh yeah that's it for this week and um i hope everybody's being safe uh and you know keep wearing your mask still just because restaurants are opening and stuff does not mean we're out of the the woods (laughs) um yeah and just be good and we'll see you in two weeks